plug those headphones in. It's time for Ireland's only interactive podcast, the multi-award winning Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. You're very welcome to this latest Opinions Matter podcast with Adrian and Jeremy. We have a busy program for you today. We want to talk about... um, an issue that happened over the weekend in a hotel in uh, County Galway. Um, and a uh, guard investigation is currently underway following uh, a case of criminal damage after the former Ross Lake House in Galway, which was due to house 70 asylum seekers this week, was damaged in a fire. Now, the Taoiseach has said that all asylum seekers entering the country are registered, fingerprinted, checked against watch lists, and their circumstances are examined thoroughly. Um, As I said, he he made the statement after concerns over the number of people seeking international protection here. I want you to just have a listen to a uh, Fianna Fáil councillor from Galway Uh, A man called Seamus Walsh. He was speaking over the weekend about how local people are fearful. Rathka has have taken their fair share of immigrants. We're good to the people that are here. We've taken it. But we cannot be scapegoated. We cannot be used as a holding tank. It's just not right what's been done to us. The people are living in fear, as I said. And if it was done maliciously, it is absolutely the fear for the safety and well-being of their families to draw people to this. Okay, so that is uh, local councillor uh, Seamus Walsh speaking about the arson attack on the hotel in Galway over the weekend. Now, we were contacted earlier on today uh, by one of our listeners asking us to uh, discuss this, and it says, Let me on your show today, and I'll tell you who's to blame for that fire. The government didn't listen, so what do you uh, expect people to do when they won't listen? You two Muppets are also to blame pushing open borders. Let me on if you have the balls. So uh, that, that individual, <laughs> we actually offered to let him on. I know, no, his phone is ringing, so he could be in, people do other things. He could be in the shop, he could be on the toilet. Okay, but he, uh, we are trying to contact we the, are trying that to individual. Now, let I me want on. to say one thing to that uh, individual who's lacking in brain power, uh, clearly. If you're a regular listener to this um, podcast, Ken, who sent the message, uh, we have never ever condoned an open door policy or an open border policy. By the way, border can, it's not B-O-A-R-D-E-R. That's someone who stays in a boarding school. It's B-O-R-D-E-R. So if you're going to be against borders, at least know how to spell the bloody word. Um, in fact, Adrian only last week on this show said, I'd say about five times, uh, I don't think uh, people should be allowed into the country if they don't have a passport. Yep. So this belief that myself and Adrian are open borders and that weird ones standing, that, that Adrian next week is going over to uh, to Somalia to, to hand out leaflets saying, come to Ireland and you'll get a free house. No, uh, that's not uh, me. No, that's the week after, is it? You're doing that. Yep. So we have never said we are open border. However, when I saw the video of the hotel going up um, in flames. And, and people said, oh, well, it's not arson. It could be faulty wiring. Would you fuck off? Pardon me, French. Like, seriously. Even a blind man can see that that wasn't a, that was an accident. Mm-hmm. Too much of a coincidence, yeah? Sure, two weeks ago, they set fire to a, uh, an asylum seeker centre out in Fingus, didn't they? And a few weeks before that, a place out in Ballybrack. Yep. So... Don't we didn't? None of us came down in the last year to think, "Oh God, that that was just a freak accident." Okay, I'm I'm terrified of the fact that there are people uh, so far right um, that would do something like this, and that's terrifying to think that we live 
among people who who think that's acceptable to do that. Because here's the thing. Um, there were people working in that hotel, um, Irish people or wherever they were from, earning a wage. What happens? What's what happens then? What happens now? Well, there's no, well, there, nowhere, is, there is no work. They've nowhere to work. Yeah, no. The, the hotel was closed. The hotel wasn't a functioning hotel. No, I am aware of it that. It was yeah. being um, uh, yeah, like the hotel in Wicklow. Yeah, it was yeah. being done up to uh, house asylum seekers. Uh, that's the plan for the hotel. But the, the question that we want to ask you is. Do you condone... Well, sorry, that's what I was about to say. Following my outrage over the... Like, arson is never acceptable, lads. It's never fucking acceptable. So I was outraged over that. And I'm not a lefty-lovey like people think I am. I'm no more left than I am right. I'm right down the middle. But then when I go onto social media and see people saying, one hotel down, more to come, uh, burn them. Some fell even commented on our page. I know you have some of the comments there. One person commented on our page saying, it's a pity there wasn't people in them when that happened. What the actual fuck? Well, what gets into people? Let's kick off with this WhatsApp voice note from Keith. Isn't it crazy, isn't it? Do you want these hate speech laws coming in and all of a sudden all this shit starting to happen, like the riots of town, this place getting burnt down and the blame on the protesters again. Now, can you tell me, well, would it have been the children that the women were pushing in the pram? Is they the ones that they're blaming it on? Is that because they're the ones that's out on the fucking street protesting? This fucking NGOs, fucking government want to push our fucking hate speech laws in. You all should be fucking ashamed of ourselves, every fucking one of them. Oh my God, Keith, you're angry. Relax there, relax, relax. Really? All right, let's kick off with uh, Lar. Lar, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you? Hi, how are you? Good, thanks, Lar. Now, uh, what did you want to say on this? Uh, the burning of a hotel in uh, Galway. I, uh, to be honest with you, Lars, I think that's, I think that's disgraceful. I think that's disgraceful. Like, that's pure, that's pure arson. That's, that's arson. And who like that's coming from from talks in the community. That's pure coming from talks that are, are living in these communities. They're so far right. They can't even see what they're doing is is a crime. Like they can't even see that they're committing crimes in their own community. Like I played I, I, I played a quote uh, from a, a councillor from Galway a couple of minutes ago, where he's basically saying local people are fearful of uh, the asylum process. I can understand. I, I can understand people that fearful, but like we're all fearful of, of people in our own communities. But we're like we're, we're not going around kind of lighting lighting buildings on fire or, or attacking people because we're fearful of people in our communities. Like we, we don't go around committing crime, around committing arson. Like that, there's other ways about going away, like about, like protesting about these things. You don't go around kind of committing crimes and and committing arson on buildings. Now we uh, we've seen how um, we've seen how attacks like this. Like, um, sorry. You there? Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yeah. Can. Sorry, we've seen uh, several examples of uh, crimes like this, where uh, buildings have been set on fire in in Ballybrack, in Finglas, and so on. Uh, and this Galway one is just the latest. What a lot of people are saying is people are just scared and tired of uh, the asylum process in Ireland, and they've had enough, basically. And having enough has led to people doing the likes of what happened in Galway. Yeah, I, I do understand that, lads. I understand that, but at the same time, lighting a building in these communities, lighting a building on fire in these communities isn't going to achieve anything. What we could all do, what we could all really achieve, if we're all kind of in the same boat here, as I was saying, if we're all in the same boat here, there's other means about about kind of going away about protesting. We, there's there's pro, the peaceful protests that can be planned. There's other things that can be planned. And then I understand people are saying the government aren't listening, but 
But the government are certainly not going to listen if, if we're going around kind of destroying around communities. Look at the Dublin Rise. Look at look at the kind of buildings they sell. Like the government are, are just not going to listen to us. The government are just always going to have this mask on and blame it on kind of far right thugs. I don't agree with what they, what kind of these. But I do agree that they are kind of people are kind of paved off in the community but at the same time I do believe that kind of going around like building on where committing these crimes I think it's just talks I think it's disgraceful I think the city is going mad and I think everywhere is going mad and as well Ar, I had this argument on our Facebook page last night with a, with a woman who was saying oh good enough good enough to burn down the building and my point to her was she lives she lives uh, in an estate in Dublin which would be renowned for drug dealing and I'm saying, why aren't you marching on the houses of drug dealers? And they pick who they don't want living next to them, okay? So yeah, well, they, would, they, they wouldn't have the balls. And I'm talking about the people in Galway. Drugs, by the way, last year, 200 different drug dealers were arrested in Galway. So drugs is a huge issue. Drug dealing is a huge issue in Galway. Not one of those people would dare to march on the house of a drug dealer. Why is that? Because ha- you haven't got... And this is, this is going to you, because I'm sure you'll be listening to this. You, none of you have the balls. You pick and choose. Um, you, you go on about military-aged men living in your estate and unvetted and all that. Yes, you will allow Irish drug dealers peddle drugs to your kids, use your kids as drug mules, um, cause danger. Get them, get in, them addicted. Get them yeah. addicted. And, um, get them, but you get won't fucking, you won't dare march on the houses of Irish criminals who live next door to you because you pick you pick and choose what battles you, and that's just, it's pathetic. Okay, it? let me ask I you know. then, uh, Lara, your reaction to the burning of the hotel, do you think it's just down to scumbags or people with a deliberate vendetta here? Uh, yeah, it's, it's not just, it's not, it's, it's, it's a bit of, it's, it's, it's people with a vendetta, but they're in that category of a, of a scumbag as well. They're, they have a vendetta, but they're, they're also scumbags, like, because in what kind of, like, we're all raised, like, and we're all raised in a kind of, it, it, we all have the same chances in life, but we, we're not kind of going around, like, just kind of genuine people that are kind of not in favour of these kind of unpaid men coming in, but we're not going around kind of lighting kind of buildings on fire, we're not kind of boring people out with it. Okay, so, so what, so what is your view then of the people who would have set fire to that building uh, on Saturday? I think they should. I think they should be. They should be found here. Don't I? I think they should be charged. I think they should be charged for criminal damage. Okay, stay there for one second if you can, please. Uh, let me go to line one, and that is Jess. You're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Jess? How are you? Well, Jess, what's your reaction to uh, the burning of this hotel in Galway over the weekend? Well, look, I've I've been on here before, and a few months ago, even a while ago, I would have said, "Let the men what's the harm," but now. Now I'm just set up to the back teeth. I really fucking am. It's too easy to come in here. Hang on, does that mean it's okay then to set fire to a hotel that was going to be used to house some of obviously these asylum not, seekers? No, obviously no, it's not okay to commit arson. But the anger behind it and the reason behind it is justified. We're fucking set up. Okay, you said in your comment that you don't condone uh, the burning of that hotel, but you can understand why it happened, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so... what happened in town. I, okay, I sorry, you, okay so can you tell me the... What was the 70... The 70 asylum seekers that were due to go into that hotel, can you tell me about them, their criminal past, if any, uh, how vested they were, what age they were, uh, anything about them, if you can? No, because I don't work in the immigration system or the refugee system. No, but you said no, but you said you can you said you can understand why this happened, and I'm asking you, what, you what, no, 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 no. Answer the question. I'm asking you, what do you know? I'm throwing it back to you. Do you know? No, but what do you? Well, well, I did. Well, I, well, I didn't burn down the hotel, so um, I'm asking you, you what. Yeah, but I'm asking so you. But you were saying you can understand why it happened, and I'm asking you a simple question. 
What do we know of those 70 people that were due to be put into that hotel? We know three for God. There we go. Again, a problem. So why is it let people in that we know nothing about? Why but, let people in? But what do you, okay, what, what do you want no to know? Papers. What do you Why want do to know? Come in? If they've had even a sniff of an, of an altercation with a police force, if you even had any sort of trouble, you shouldn't be allowed to come in. We should be like America or Australia, where if you've had any sort of charge, you're not coming in. And this whole passport thing, you shouldn't be allowed in with no passport and no background check. That's why it's too easy to come in here because they rip up their shit and they don't do thorough background checks. They don't. Okay, Lauren, let me go back to you for one second. She's basically saying that people are just fed up, they've had enough and uh, that's, you know, that's what leads to the likes of uh, burning a hotel. Well, I, I just think that's waffle. I think that's waffle. People are fed up. People people get fed up. People are fed up on a daily basis. People aren't going around, like, people get fed up with different situations, like, but people aren't going around lighting, like, the workplace buildings up there. People aren't going around lighting things up there. It's criminal damage. That, that That's criminal damage. And you don't go around lighting buildings up there in communities. And, like, what do we know? Like, it's a vendetta against these men. For something to happen as well. Sounds just sitting around thinking, oh, yeah. What do we know about these men? 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 I know nothing about them. Which is the problem. We know nothing about them. But then, that's, that's a vendetta then. That's a vendetta. Because I'll tell you why. Because oh, there's plenty of Irish... There's plenty of Irish people... I want have, to know what we're, what's with. coming in. There's plenty of Irish people that have had brushings with the police. They could be living next door. They, they could be on a daily. They could be peddling drugs. They could be drug lords. They could be whatever. But nobody... But it's okay for yeah, them exactly. to kind of commit crimes. Just, but the lads coming in... No, we already country, have enough. It's not okay for them to commit crimes. We have hands full enough for our own criminals without probably bringing in more. Because we don't know whether they are seeking. These are coming in seeking asylum. Jess, read a, a message that's just come in to us um, and it's directed at you and it basically says anyone who sees why it happens are actually justifying it uh, happening. You there? So, 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 so basically, basically what this person is saying is if you on the one hand can say that you understand uh, people's anger and uh, whatever, you are basically justifying the burning of a hotel. Nah, that's, that's just bullshit. It is, like, I'm sorry. So you don't <laughs> condone at all the burning of a hotel uh, that was going to be used to house asylum seekers? No, I do condone it. There's no need for fucking arson and all, but there's also no reason to be bringing people in with no passport, no check. And it's not far right or racist to say that. Like, I don't see what the problem is with saying that as well. All right, stay there for one second if you can, please. Our number is 085-825-2626 if you would like to get involved in this conversation. It's Ireland's most talked about podcast. The only podcast with live callers and live debates. It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. Just getting back a second, I just use the logic of burning down that hotel. Yeah, mm-hmm. the logic. 
Supposing I lived in a, in a dodgy estate in Dublin, say say Cherry Orchard, okay, just as a and down the road there was a notorious criminal family, yeah, with links to the Kinahan cartel, yeah, and they were drug dealing uh, in the house, yeah, unvetted Irish men, yeah, living in the house, and I was a bit afraid. I was a bit afraid. I was worried about my kids getting caught up in it and didn't want a family like that living in my say. Would I be justified to petrol bomb the house using the logic that people are using here? Would I? No, obviously not. So what's the difference? It's a good question. Now, Dara, you actually uh, live near where this hotel is. Yeah, I'm literally five minutes from it. Okay. Um, now, it's literally the back end of nowhere, like on the way to Gerard and Galway. It's down the back road. You couldn't mm. walk to a shop. You couldn't even... You just about could walk to the main road from that hotel. So the, the concerns from the locals were before this happened. What are these men going to do? Seventy men in this hotel. Literally, no transport, no cars, no. You couldn't walk to the local bus stop from where this hotel is situated, or not even a local shop. So the locals were saying to the councillors, like, what? What are you going to do with them? They're going to be cooked up in this hotel with basically no movement available to them. They're not going to be able to get taxis around to the village, you know. So it was just a disaster either way. I mean, obviously, they don't condone the hotel being burnt down. But, like, they are right in that, like, what were these men going to do, realistically, being stuck in the middle of nowhere with no access to anything? Okay, but we know that there is uh, a problem with housing uh, asylum seekers. We had 200 last week who were basically sleeping on the streets. So uh, this is an effort. This is better than sleeping on the streets, surely. It is, but, I mean, long term, realistically, what are you going to do if you can't get to a local shop? I mean, logistically... It's completely crazy to send them there. If you could see the location, Adrian, you actually you wouldn't even live that remotely. No, I did. I, I did actually look at it on uh, on Google Maps uh, earlier on. So I know, I, and I know where it is. I've I've, I've passed along that road to Gerard. Um, yeah. So I, I, I'm fairly familiar with where the hotel is, and you're right, it is in the middle of nowhere. But um, with all every time. An effort is made to house asylum seekers anywhere in the country. People are uh, going a mad one. So uh, the government are damned if they do and damned if they don't. Yeah, well, I think especially in this situation in in a very rural, rural town, the locals are having none of it. And to be honest, they're all pretty much in support of what happened. I've heard very few condemn the fire. Um, And this has happened before. There's another abandoned hotel a massive one on the way into Oxford, and they held a huge protest when they were trying to do things. So I just think, especially in these rural locations, the government's never going to get away with it. Like, they're just, unfortunately, they're going to be just pushed out by the locals because it's not a proper, like, it's not an ideal situation. That might be okay for a week or two, but that's not a long-term solution for even a couple of months. For so, people. okay, you, 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 uh, on the one hand, you're... You're understanding why people, why local people are objecting to that particular hotel being used, but you don't condone yeah. the uh, the arson attack. But with um, this sort of talk of uh, people not being happy, of locals not being happy, it leads to the likes of what happened uh, with the building being set on fire. A hundred percent. I think um, the people are really starting to rebel now against you know, government ministers, they're not feeling heard. So I think it is very much a feeling around here anyways that they're going to take matters into their own hands at all costs. Okay, so as far as you're concerned, uh, the locals have a point uh, with not being happy, but it still doesn't justify uh, burning the place down. No, at the end of the day, you're after burning down an Irish person's business. Um, 
you know, cause damage to the Irish economy by doing that. But, yeah, I mean, there's other ways to go about things, I suppose. But, I mean, maybe they thought this is the only way for them to, to have their point proven, I suppose, and to be listened to and to also prevent... From talking to the people down there, Dara, what's their fear? That 70... I think their fear is that they think inevitably these a group of 70 men are going to cause trouble if they've nothing to do, nowhere to go. Like, and they're all just stuck in this one place in the rural back road of nowhere that there's bound to be trouble or mischief, I suppose. I think that's the feeling, you know. But I assume uh, using a hotel like this uh, to house people, they would have facilities on site like cooking and uh, maybe a shop or whatever that they would be catered for. They wouldn't necessarily have to leave. Well, I think the way the hotel is now, there is no, there's none of that, you know. Um, it's already a very run-down thing. Like, I doubt... I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of how it works when they house asylum seekers, but I think, logistically, what are they just going to be prisoners in the hotel then, the whole time, you know? But yeah. would they... I'm just... And again, this is just hypothetical, Dara. Do you think if the news had been sent out that 70 Irish homeless people had been put into that hotel. Say, say for instance, a flyer was sent out last week and it said, arriving in that hotel next week, there will be 70 uh, homeless Irish men who've been taken off the streets of Dublin and put in that hotel. Would we have seen um, the place go up in flames? Oh, I'd say not. Like, I absolutely agree with you. Yeah. 100% as well, because it's refugees, I'm not denying that. And again, by the way, I'm not siding with the locals or not. Um, I'm just giving you like a taste of what <laughs> what the conversations are down this side, you know. Thomas, you're on Opinions Matter. Thomas, how are you? Hi, guys. Hope you're well. Yeah, good. Thanks, Thomas. Well, Thomas, what's your reaction to uh, a hotel in County Galway being burned to the ground in uh, an apparent arson attack? Disgraceful, barbaric, racist, and far right. All of the above. Yes, yes. Horrible. Insane. Insanity, isn't it? It's actually insane. Now, a lot of people are uh, justifying uh, the, the hotel being burned down, saying that people are fearful, saying that uh, locals don't want 70 uh, males in a, in a hotel near in the middle of nowhere because there's nothing for them to do, there's nowhere for them to go, and it's just going to lead to uh, trouble in the area. Can you understand why... Why people are fearful? No, if you put random people in the middle of nowhere, how, what's going to happen? The worst they can do is rob some grass from the field. Nothing's going to happen. So what? You actually think that's a, it's a clever use of, of a, uh, a hotel in the middle of nowhere? Well, that's the misconception: is people think once they get put in them hotels, they're going to stay in them hotels forever, temporary accommodation while they sort things out. You know, I mean, uh, remember the uh, East Wall stuff uh, a few years ago? Was even last year? Are they still in East Wall? No, they're not there anymore. It's temporary accommodation. You know, them people don't live in the hotels. That's a misconception. So the people seeing the news and seeing what's going on are thinking that these migrants are getting free accommodation and the hotel's given to them and that's their that's their life set. That's their life set now. That's not the case. Okay, so there is no need for people to be reacting this way, considering it is just temporary accommodation that's being offered to these people. Yeah, and there's no there's no need for people to yeah, and uh, no matter where they're from, if there are people from from Kerry moving there, same thing. No need to react either way. No need to react. <clears throat> so you, you you've no understanding then as to how uh, some local people are fearful of an influx of uh, asylum seekers into their area. Why why are they fearful? They're afraid that. Why? 
Uh, they may be undesirables. They're afraid that they're not vetted. They're afraid of... Ah, yes, the whole the whole vetted thing, yeah. I remember when the East Wall thing happened, they said they're unvetted, and I didn't hear any, anything happen in East Wall. Like, the, the whole vetted thing is, is rubbish. How do we know they're not vetted, first of all? <clears throat> they're, they're not, it's, it's, yeah, I... It's just low IQ comments. Okay, well, uh, have, a, have a listen um, to this local councillor from uh, Galway, uh, Seamus Walsh. He uh, claims that locals have genuine fears about the asylum yeah. plans. Have a listen to what he had to say. The government has to look hard at this situation because people's quality of life has been seriously affected. It is not a suitable location, and I don't feel it's a suitable location for such a venture, and I don't think that the area can sustain it. The amenities aren't here, the services aren't here, the road network isn't here, and the people cannot cope with it. The people don't want it. There you go. The people can't cope with it. The people don't want it. Yeah, so that's, that's just one man's opinion. I'm not too up to date with the whole, you know, Galway Council and how they do things. But um, him saying that, uh, I mean, he didn't really give a reason why, so I can't really comment on why, but he is saying people are fearful, and uh, I'd like to know why, because, yeah, I can... I can okay, but stay I, there, I stay there for one second. Let me bring in uh, Angela on this. Angela, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Angela? Hi, guys, how are you? Uh, good, thanks, Angela. Oh. What did you want to say on this? He's talking out through his whole... Uh, where, where is he from? What's his name? Thomas. Thomas. Thomas, where are you from? Born, raised in Dublin. Where are you from? Uh, Claire. Do you want to go down okay. and have a chat with the people down in Liston Verna, who going back seven and a half years ago were told that the influx of asylum seekers in there was uh, temporary. Seven and a half years. Seven and a half years when the population yeah. more than quadrupled and there was no extra shops, there was no extra doctors, there's no extra anything gone in there. Seven and a half years. Wait, so is that temporary yeah, enough, so is it? Yeah, so you're saying in Clare where you live, the asylum seekers have been living in the hotel for seven and a half years. Seven and a half years. Yeah, yeah, calm down. Lads, why? I'm not, years, because calm. I love the way oh, you come God. up here and you're all to know why it's only temporary, it's only this. Why, it's, not why, temporary. Why? it's not temporary. It's not temporary. It's not temporary. Can you let me? Where, okay, well, let me ask you this, though, Thomas, right? No, if no, I know. In there no, for six, no, no, hold I on. Need, need, You've had your no, day. I'm asking reply. you questions. No, I need to reply. No, I need to reply. Can we have a civilised discussion? You'd always get triggered yeah, angry. Yes, we over. can. Go on. Okay, so you said that for the last seven and a half years, that hotel, I'm not too, uh, I'm not, I'm not too up to Claire, but what I do know is there are hotels that keep migrants in for years. So my, for the people that they keep in are circulating, meaning some would stay for three months and leave and they get a new back in. They're not the same people staying there for seven and a half years. That's stupid thing. This is asylum seekers and it's just yes. not one hotel. It's all the accommodation. All the accommodation in Clare. There is a hotel in Bonratti. That's been used All by... the accommodation in Clare. My mate went to Clare for a wedding uh, last month. He had accommodation. Why are you lying for? You're just, you're just blatantly lying now. All okay, the so now I'm lying, right? Do you want to ring and try and get accommodation there in Liston Verna? Do you want Actually, to ring you know to what? I, I do, hotel? I do, do you want to? I do want no, because to, you see, you're talking out through your Okay, arms. but uh, uh, oh, uh, sorry, Angela, no, 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 Angela no, let, me, no. let me just come back to you on, on what happened in Galway. That hotel in Galway was a disused hotel. It hasn't been used yep. since 2019. So um, it's not like, you know, putting asylum seekers into that hotel is uh, using up bed space for uh, no, tourists. I'm not condoning that. I am not condoning that at all right I'm not absolutely no way it's the wrong thing to do because like that it is somebody's business that's what you're after doing you're by stopping this you are still burning down 
somebody's business. But what I am saying is that he came on there saying, this is temporary, this is temporary. So they're yes, asylum seekers. Yeah, Thomas, they're asylum seekers and they're going to go into a hotel, okay? Let's say for, let's say six months that you're saying, where are they going to go after it? Say the last where are they going but after you, it? What? So what usually, what, what usually happens is they, get, uh, they, they stay in these temporary hotels, afterwards they get a bit of help to start working and then eventually they do start working. That's what happens usually. And that's they're, not, and they're, by the way, that's not, no, by the way, that's not just in Ireland, that's in the US and the UK as well. When migrants come in, they eventually contribute a net positive to the country. Give me 30 seconds to explain to you basic education here. They get the, they get the migrants in, the migrants are given money from the taxpayer, yes, but that money is used in shops, etc., to circulate the money back into the economy, therefore having a new... Well, try telling that to the people in this room, where you are. Yeah, yeah I am. Yes, I am. I am going to here. I am going to focus on this too, because that is one place that I know about, right? And that I am very yeah. well rehearsed. Okay, but, uh, right? but, uh, but uh, uh, Angela, Angela, let me just put it to you that um, having this conversation and saying that you uh, understand why people are getting frustrated and listen to Varna and everything else, yeah. all that is doing is fueling the people who do things like yeah. set buildings on fire. That's it, Adrian. 100%. Yeah, right. well, can I ask you a question then, Thomas, right? So they're asylum seekers, all right? They get refused asylum, yes? Where do they there go are, then? What? You're asking me where do where they go then? You're, you're asking me where do the asylum seekers who get refused asylum go? Yeah, where do they go? How am I meant to know where they go? What's that not Exactly, exactly. When you don't know, you can't talk about it. Do you know where they what? go? They walk that's out yes, the door. That's, they that's, walk out. Yes, Thomas, let me finish. They walk out the door and are told to go home. Do they go home? No, they don't. They're on the streets here. They're causing proof, havoc. Proof, 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 please. Proof. Proof. Source. proof. Yes, I need proof. One proof. I need source. I need stats. I need something of a sort. Look it up. Look at, I'll tell Look you what, up. right? Yes. Look, I will tell you, no. You go You go to any of your local TVs. You go to any of your garden station and ask what the law is in regards to asylum seekers being refused asylum here. They don't ship them out of the country. They go in for appeal. Thomas, no, they go in for You don't know what you're talking about. So listen to Sorry, Angela has a point that the asylum process in Ireland is extremely drawn out. It can take far. It takes far too long for somebody well, to be uh, granted uh, asylum or not. And as she said, uh, they go to so appeal and what, everything what, else. It can take what, years. What, what Angela is saying is a load of what She says one thing, I debunk it. She goes on to some other thing that doesn't make sense. I have one question for Angela yet. Lads, please, I'm skipping work yet just to have an intellectual conversation with someone. I want I want to throw an IQ over over the IQ of a peanut. Yeah? Here I have one question for you, Angela. Yeah? In the last century, in the last century of Europe, what actually destroyed Europe? Was it immigrants or was it a national identitarian movement concerned about a minority group? Which one was it? Answer that. Well, I can tell you, in Ireland, it's emigration. 
Okay, any stats on that? Because I've stats on that. Okay, do, do you not accept, uh, Thomas? Thomas, I can't you... understand what you're saying. A lot of okay, Th- Thomas, can I ask you, do you have any uh, understanding as to why no. anger is growing within Ireland and not just the far right in the general population about the asylum process in Ireland and the amount of refugees seeking asylum in this country? Can you understand? Understand why that is leading to increasing anger, not just from the far right. I can understand it because of false propaganda. The same thing happened in 1940s in Germany. False propaganda. Lads, lads, listen. And the, all the hundreds of thousands of uh, Nazi soldiers, they weren't stupid. They were brainwashed. They they seen propaganda. They got brainwashed. And lads, uh, this weekend I was on Twitter, yeah, and uh, I seen a video of some guy, a dark skinned guy, pulling a girl's hand, yeah, on Twitter. And I've seen all the comments underneath. Oh, my God. Guess what? It turns out he was a Greek tourist calming down his girlfriend on a weekend away. That's the kind of shit that gets misconstrued. Okay, but stay there for a second because I've been asked to play uh, some uh, a voice note for you from uh, Darren. Does Thomas not know what's going on in Sweden and in Germany and all the rest of Europe, no? With all these refugees. He's an absolute fucking moron. Excuse me, French. Does he think that they're going to come into this country and just... Respect the law, respect everyone, and just leave it at that and work bollocks. There's F all of them people working. F all, and I know that for a fact. Trust me. There's F all of them working. Why would they work when they're getting 800 euro allowance into their fucking hand every month? And most of them are already fairly rich coming over anyways. And they're all, not all of them are Ukrainian. It's mostly Algerians, Albanians. Like, it's an absolute joke. And you see Thomas there, just let everyone in, show. Let everyone in. The more the merrier. Absolute fool. Okay, yeah, I'm going to let you respond to that, uh, Thomas. It's so hard responding because they say a hundred factually false things at once. That Sweden and Germany thing, again, Twitter is, it gets misconstrued on Twitter. People start, uh, in Sweden, they actually changed the laws of rape. So they've widened the law. So I think it's something like if you touch someone inappropriate. And uh, in Germany, um, by 2018, according to the German government, you can look this up, everyone, Google is free. They said uh, their crime was at the lowest in a quarter of a century. And this is after the migrants. And I have another thing for you. These guys hate diversity, but the most diverse countries are the best ones. For example, you've got Singapore, you've got Moscow, you've got Toronto in Canada. The list goes on and on. These people, these people just don't like people from other places. They just go by their feelings. You know, they don't like people robbing the dole off them. They only want the dole for themselves. <laughs> and it is far right, by the way, because it's ethno-nationalism. Ethno-nationalism is far right. But sometimes I feel like I'm speaking to kids because these people don't understand basic terminology. They don't look at news outside of Europe. Again, I'm going to ask you whether or not you understand why people are getting frustrated with the volume of uh, asylum seekers coming into the country. No, because, yeah, I understand it because I see Twitter and see how it's misconstrued. So, yes, I understand it. But I'm actually educated and look things up after I ask. And, by the way, a lot of these guys, they think that the government's kind of uh, not favouring them and stuff. Why would the government not have your best interest in heart when the government spends millions on new roads, new walls, new buildings, new um, uh, education, for, for getting a grant to study universities so cheap compared to other countries? The government does care about your country, it's probably your belief. And these people think the government has an agenda against them somehow. It's just tinfoil hat conspiracy nonsense. Okay, stay with me for one second if you can, please. I want to bring in um, this message. Angela, I've been asked to play this for you from Ashley. Someone needs to tell and 
educate Angela that there is Irish scumbags running amok in this country every day that's not just asylum seekers as she's trying to make out. Now, um, uh, Angela? Can she, can Ashley tell me exactly where did I try to make out that all asylum seekers are scumbags? I never said that, so shove that up your backside. Okay, but, you, but you, your implication is that a lot of them are troublesome. Yeah, well, the thing is, the difference being there are so much scum in Ireland that are born and bred. But you know what the difference is? We know who they are. This is the thing with asylum seekers. We do not know who is coming into this country. As I said, I went to America a month ago. I stayed for two weeks and I came home. I had to fill out my visa form. I had to have my passport. I had to have my fingerprints taken, everything to go over there into a country. Do you think I would have been let on that plane or off of that plane if I was undocumented? No, I wouldn't have been. And if I was, if I did try that and got caught over there, they'd have put me back on a plane. Why is that not happening here? Okay, it's the one thing, it's the, every, it's the one thing, sorry, Angela, it's the one thing, and I've said, I've said this before on this program, it's the one thing that I have an issue with, uh, that they are allowing people into the country uh, without even an identity card. Um, uh, so I, I think they should be turned away, like you said, like you would have been last week in America, um, you'd have been turned back and uh, sent back home straight away if you'd no passport with you. Can so you not seek asylum? Well, sorry, can you not seek asylum in America? I'm sure you can. Oh, no, you can. Yeah. But if you arrive at the... They won't take in without yeah, If you arrived into JFK in New York and you're going through uh, security and you'd no passport, you would literally be marched back onto the plane and sent back to Ireland again. Even if you... And the other thing, guys... Even if you, can, if you claim asylum without a passport, I, they, won't, they won't listen to you. Oh, well, okay. Can I, can I just give you another point here? And I don't give a shit who is listening to me from any airport in Ireland. I have worked there. I have done this. I have witnessed it. If you arrive into, if you are flying out of an Irish airport, right, and you are found to have a false passport, which I found many, they will hand you back the passport and say you're not flying today. You are not flying today and hand you back the passport and out the door you go. And that is as true as I am sitting here now. May God strike me dead. Okay, uh, uh, like, like I said, Angela, I agree with you that the uh, the idea that people are let, uh, let into this country claiming asylum or not without uh, any documentation, I find that, I, I think that's the worst part of our whole uh, system and that needs to be dealt with uh, very quickly. There were 5,000 people come into Ireland last year without a passport and uh, I, I have a big issue with that. Stay there for a second if you can, please. But still just... It doesn't justify setting fire to hotels in Galway, no, no. Um, Back in a sec. Voted Irish Current Affairs Podcast of the Year. It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. Eddie, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Eddie? Afternoon, uh, Adrian, you well? Good, thanks, Eddie. Now, what did you want to say on this? Burning hotels in Galway as a way of letting it be known that locals don't want um, 70 asylum seekers housed in a hotel. Adrian, I'm not one for criminal damage, um, but what we're living through here in Clondalkin, right, I can totally understand why that people did that. Like, it's got to the stage where you don't even want to roll the dice and you just go, fuck it. Drastic action. And it's worked okay, because so I know that's going to be put in their area. Okay, because so, what we're living through in our area. Well, tell me is what you're li- tell me what you're living through in your area. Our area, right? 
right, at the top of the road, literally 200 metres from my gaff, is the Soyak building, right? There's hundreds in there. The red cow across the road, there's hundreds in there, the so-called international applicants. They're in the bushes, shooting up, right? Drinking. They're killing each other on the streets, outside the detention centre. They're driving cars with no tax insurance. Places run down to bits. Last year, I came home, went around the corner on a Sunday afternoon in February, middle of winter. I was involved with the local football team for years, family still involved. I knew that weekend the pitches were off. I thought, it's a fucking, I didn't know there was a match on. There was about 200 of them around there playing football. They cut the goal, the locks off the goals, set the goals up, and all drinking and smoking on the sideline. And they were playing a match. The pitch was in fucking rag order for weeks because no games played. I walked straight out and I said, lads, what are you doing? The pitches are unplayable. The fucking grief I got off them. They're now going around, right, in our state now, Christmas caroling. Groups of men sending kids to each door and the men are hiding on the corner, targeting the same fucking houses every night, knocking and asking for money. And people are starting to get sketchy going, why are you going back to the same houses every night? It's it's absolutely brutal. It's, it's a fucking absolute nightmare what we're living and, in. And, and, and all of that is being caused by foreigners, is it? It's all of these international applicants in these detention centres, yeah. Okay, so there's, there's no local scumbags causing trouble in Clinton. Oh, we, we, we've enough problems to be dealing with, but these are born and bred Irish people. I know, but what's we have enough you, of Hang on, Eddie. Now we're important people. Eddie, Jeremy, crime is crime. You live, crime is Jeremy, crime. You were singing a different hymn sheet if you were living what we're living through. But Eddie, you've lived in... Sorry, Eddie. I've been doing this show long enough to know that we half the topics that we've done over the years and the 30 years we've been doing this type of stuff, half the topics have been about Clondalkin. Clondalkin, before one foreign national set foot inside of Ireland, Clondalkin had all those problems. And yes. I've never... Yes, I've but never, there's also... Jeremy, there's heard. also a nice part of Clondalkin, a private part of Clondalkin, and this is our area, and it's a lovely area to live in. Uh, a mile away in the council areas, there's a higher crime rate, social estates, and we all know that. But what we're living through at the moment is fucking hell, and it's all from international migrants. Right? So, okay. Wouldn't wish on them anyone. Okay, this uh, hotel in Galway is literally in the middle of nowhere, okay? It's in uh, Connemara, it's near Uachtarard, um literally in the middle of nowhere. I know so, exactly uh, where Uachtarard is. It'll be around there in my camper van. Okay. But listen, lads. 70 fellas aren't just going to sit in a fucking building all day going store crazy. They're going to wander. They're going to go around. They're going to explore. They're not, you can't just fucking leave them in a building and expect them to stay there. You know what I mean? And I'm telling you now, if I ha- I, I'm not one for criminal damage, but I tell you now, if I lived in that area and that building was bleeding, bored down, I'd be breathing this way of relief going, fucking nice one. Because it's drastic action. But it's worked. Because now they're not going to be put in their area. And now it's someone else's problem. And I think this is the fourth time now a building has been born down. Yep. I don't expect it to be the last. But People it, uh, are okay, absolutely but it, fed up. So you are justifying somebody setting fire to that hotel the other day. Somebody's business. Somebody's pride and as joy. I said, as, look, as I said there, I wouldn't be one for criminal damage. But if someone else wants to go and do it, I'm not going to hold them back. Because what we're living through, if that building up there had been born down two years ago, our area be a lot nicer, and that's a fact. So, you and, not, and not only this, not only this, right? I walk with two Somalians who came in a couple of years ago, right? The both of them are housed, they're housed, right? Whereas a friend of mine, Donald, I was speaking to him in the pub the other day, 22 years on the housing list, waiting for a place. And these two fellas, single men, and Donald's single, and they got housed in two years, and he's waiting 22 years. And he's the exact same situation. And this is part of the problem. All these people are in the so-called temporary detention centres are going to end up on the housing list. And if you're a genuine Irish person on the housing list, you'd have your worries going, are they going to usurp me in the queue? Because it's happening. 
And now add on to that these Ukrainians that after 90 days now are going to have to find their own accommodation, adding to the fucking pressure when they go on the housing list. It's a whole shit show. Okay, let me read a message that's just come in to us, uh, directed at you from Anthony, and he says, What, Eddie, if the next building uh, burned down has people inside it and people die in oh, the fire? Oh, right, Anto, is it? Faroy Anto Nolan, fucking gobshoy. Get him on and fucking tear strips out. You obviously fucking... But no, deal with that, deal with that, Eddie, because you're you're condoning uh, people setting fire to a building. What if the next building has people in it? You're talking what if they burned this building down, knowing it was vacant before people had the chance to move in. I'd hope that would happen again. I wouldn't want to see anyone lose their life, but I'm telling you now, if you get an inkling that people are going to move into your area and there's people there that are willing to go the extra mile, I fucking salute them. I'm telling you now. Stay there for a second then. I want to bring in one final call on this, and that is Elizabeth. You're on Opinions Matter. Elizabeth, how are you? Uh, Amazed and kind of shocked. Saddened a lot. Amazed, shocked, and saddened. Explain. I mean, because I've lived in deep South America where this happens, this does happen. And it's not coincidence. And anyone thinks that it is, is silly. It's naive. But the people that are saying they can understand the anger. Yeah, I can understand the anger seeing people in white sheets walking up to my best friend telling them horrible things. Um, I've been told to go home on this radio station and I'm a legal person here, but they don't ask me if I'm a legal person. They just they just tell me to go home. They don't ask me. They just, they just tell me. And I don't understand the, the thought process behind, you know, if somebody was working the night shift in that in that building, being security or cleaning or, God forbid, repairs, they lost their life. Oh, well, is that what they're saying? They're saying, oh, well, they, to people, I mean, what about the people that, are, that had jobs up until yesterday? They had a job. And now a week before Christmas, they have no job. And those are Irish people too, probably. So are we supposed to pick and choose who we hate now? Is that is that what the times are now? This is, I've stepped into fantasy land. Fantasy land. When you hear yeah. then uh, somebody like Eddie essentially justifying uh, this hotel being set on fire over the weekend, what, what do you think of people like that and that attitude? It's a slippery slope from understanding where people's angers are to genocide. And that's actually what he's calling for in a very small amount of way. Very small. I'm not calling for genocide at all. Would you give over? Really? I'm not calling for genocide. You're, you're okay Jesus with burning, burning stuff down? That's that's the first step. I told you. No, you're not listening. You're not listening to what I said. I said, I'm not one for criminal damage, but if someone else wants to take it on board and do it. I'm not going to criticize them because what we're living through. At the end of the day, there has to be a point where you say you can only get a point in the point glass. The minute that that you say but, that's that's the minute you say but, you forget everything in front of that. I'm a, I don't like... No, you don't. We're a ridiculous you fucking comment. Everything. You just have to... No, you don't. Tell, you okay, okay. Because that's how you really... Tell me, where, where do we put all these people? Where where do we... Can you answer this then? Where do we put all these people we're bringing in? In housing. You put people in housing. According in, 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 to housing. in housing. In housing that we don't have. We don't even have the builders to build the bloody damn things. There, there is the tail is wagging the dog. Oh my God! It's Jesus Christ. We've had a housing problem for fifteen years, and now we're adding to it. We're not solving the problem; we're making it worse. How can you not see that? Inciting violence against other people. No, I'm saying the government needs to do what France done and say, "Look, enough is enough." 
You can only fit a point in a point glass. We don't have the infrastructure. We don't have the buildings. We have the landmass. We have the landmass to take millions, but we don't have the shelter. Then pick up a hammer and start building, dude. Oh, my God. I wish it was that easy. I just told you. We don't even have the builders to build bloody social housing. It was only on the news yesterday. 2,300 still people, people short. In that will. And vote the people in that will. Then sign a petition. Then do your job as, listen, as a citizen. We lived in the UK for 17 years, Jeremy. Uh, Adrian, yeah. and they left the European Union because they were so far further down the road and they were fed up with this migrant problem. They wanted to take control of their own borders. And, and, and I look, told you and, here, and, and, it's going to happen here on, within the next second. 10 years. Hang on for one second, Eddie. Look, where that, uh, look, look how well that turned out for them. The country is absolutely yeah. screwed now because yeah, our, they, wa- they want to look after themselves. Our side is but we're not, we're not having the ability to make our own decisions. Ursula von der Leyen and all them in The Hague are pulling the strings of our Taoiseach. He's just a figure. He's just a figure. He's a puppet master. He doesn't have any say anymore. We're ruled by Europe. And, and, we you, and, 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 and you, think, you think we need to leave the European Union as well? No. I'm saying we either have to have a referendum or we have to turn around and have the balls to say, look, we've done our bit. We took, we took more Ukrainians per capita than any other country in Europe. We're the most generous as well with the payments. We have to turn around and say, we've done our bit for the good grace of God. We've done our bit. We cannot physically take any more. We don't have the room. Look, in 90 days, this American lady, in 90 days time, mark my words, when all these Ukrainians are kicked out because that's all we're looking after them for is 90 days, where do they go? No, I'm not just an American. How do they, how do they accommodate themselves? Sorry? Then vote the people in that do. Vote people in that's going to create more infrastructure, hire more builders, do those sort of things. Why don't you, you know, instead of yelling at people on the internet to, to start... I, w- I wish it was that easy. I wish it was that easy. I wish it was that easy. There's never been a government in any country in the world where people but oh yeah, they're, they're good. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It's never happened in Ireland. The world down, yeah, it's too cheap to the same arse. Who's, who's, who's our options? Finnegal, Finnegal, and Sinn Féin. Do you think they're going to sort this out? Instead of inciting violence against other people and other things and creating... I told you before, I'm not inciting violence. I would turn a blind eye and say, fair play, I'm not inciting violence. I'm not going to do it. But if someone else does it, I don't get a say in the matter. But I'll tell you what, if that happens... As actually hurting somebody. You want to just watch somebody get their their house burned down? You just want to watch somebody get robbed and stabbed? That's fine. Uh, No, it's also criminal. I don't get robbed and stabbed. You're going down the path of it's just bizarre. But you are condoning what happened uh, the other day and you said it'll happen again and you'd support it happening again. That's that's the fact of, of what you're saying. Adrian, if I lived in that area of Uttarash, and, and, that, and that, you had a local on there earlier and said most of the locals there actually went, nice one, brilliant, because now they're not in our area. Not our problem, and 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 their their area will thrive because of it. That's a fact. Well, their why, area why is in the shithole over. All the, the, why aren't we knocking all the doors down of all the really bad people in neighborhoods that are causing mischief and damage and dealers and kick them out and start saying? Hey, I tell you why you don't do that because you have to choose your battles wisely. And I wouldn't fucking want to go up against a bleeding fucking drug lord or a fucking a gangland figure. You choose your battles wisely. That's what you do. And anyway, and Jeremy there, you're on set, using the same, hold on, Jeremy there, using the same, the same phrase for 10 years. There's loads of scumbags. No, no, hang on, Eddie, don't don't criticise me over the analogy I use because it's a a very valid one and it's one that people like yourself can never, ever answer. Now you're saying, no, 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 you pick and choose your battles wisely. 
Oh, there's probably drug dealers in your area. Are you going to knock on the door? There's no drug dealers. There's no, okay, there's yeah. no drug dealers in my area, thanks, anyway. Uh, but the point there, is... There's drug dealers everywhere. Drug dealers everywhere, in fairness. Some of them are so rich they can afford a house where you live. <laughs> is that what you it is? You wouldn't even know. Yeah, exactly. Um, Eddie, thanks very much indeed thanks, for your Eddie. call. And thank you uh, also to Elizabeth. Um, thank you, all of you. Very busy conversation that was. And to those of you, and I just have to say this before I have I got time. Yeah, yeah you have. Yeah. And for those of you who uh, will claim that opinions matter is one-sided and all about, oh, the narratives, the narratives. That's all he did. Adrian and Jeremy, narratives. NGOs, <laughs> narratives. That's, that's the fucking obsessed with NGOs. NGOs and narratives. Um, we've allowed both sides of the argument on. In fact, more people uh, were on who were trying to justify what happened in Galway than the other side. So stick that in your pipe and smoke it. And to those of you who didn't have the balls to come on, yet were very happy to post on our Facebook page saying, burn all the hotels down, you're spineless. Absolutely spineless. You're very good for little one-word notes on Facebook where you say, burn hotels down. But you can't construct an actual argument face-to-face with someone. You just have to do it from behind your keyboard in your bedroom of your ma's house in your underpants. The last part may or may not be true. Are you done now? Oh, no, do you want me to come on? No. Actually, I don't. Um, Thank you very much indeed for listening to this latest Opinions Matter podcast. If you enjoyed it, please hit subscribe or follow. Click on the little bell icon on Spotify and you'll get a notification every time we upload a new episode. I'm Adrian. He's Jeremy. Thanks for listening. Catch you on the next one.